Listen. 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 Listen to my voice. 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 To spoken words and ambient sounds. And ambient sounds. Together, they tell a story about people and place. About plants and animals. The animals. Those are the voices I hear. About the ecological relationships within New York City. During a time of rapid change. And the way they all resonate as an interwoven network of vibrations. Welcome to the Sound Scene. Ecological stories told through sound. We're getting people to drop off their food scraps at a farmer's market. We're able to follow those food scraps to a compost facility where finished material is generated. And then that finished compost ends up back on a farm or back in a garden where vegetables can be grown. Then you can eat those vegetables again and cook them up. And then you can empty those leftover scraps or leftover food that you didn't quite get to it ends up back in a compost pile and kind of like it's this cycle of regeneration of our food resources. It's definitely a circular process. Today's storyteller is... My name is Renee Crowley. I'm the deputy director of the Lower East Side Ecology Center. plastic bag rustling, um, some paper bags kind of being like smushed and torn, which people do a lot of times when they bring their scraps in a paper bag and they empty the contents and then they tear the paper bag to be composted as well. All the different collection vessels being like rustled, torn, and even some like sounded like they're like being banged onto the the outer rim of our collection container. People come out for this weekly ritual of dropping off their food scraps with us. At these drop-off sites, there can be from like one to fifteen of these green, bright green plastic containers. They're about 64 gallons in size and when they're full can end up weighing up to about like almost like 250-300 pounds. At the end of this kind of drop-off period is when our staff come with one of our trucks and takes the now full containers and puts them into the back of our truck, which is now destined to a compost facility.
Right now, we are bringing all of our food scraps to the Staten Island compost facility. Here, the wheels of the vehicle hitting different like pavement structures. And I'm pretty sure it's the BQE where it goes like da dunk, da dunk, da dunk, da dunk. When the, the truck arrived at the Staten Island compost facility, you can kind of hear all these other like beeps of vehicles or other equipment happening in the background. And so you get like a vibe that there's kind of other activities happening, more mechanical activities happening. The contents of the, the bins are emptied. They are then formed into a compost pile. Those food scraps are typically mixed with another material, which is usually wood chips or wood shavings, um, some kind of like carbon-rich woody material. Over the course of like three to six months, um, the compost piles are turned using like large-scale equipment. They're kind of managed for their moisture levels and their oxygen levels. At the end of that three to six month period, all of those food scraps are decomposed and you're left with finished compost. It's super hard to like dig in there, but we just want to make sure that we can create a little bit of pore space at the top like inch of the soil because as you can see, it's a little bit bare. And, like, Compost is technically the finished product after organic materials have gone through a decomposition process. It looks a lot like soil. It's really dark in color. A lot of people call it black gold because it's this like nutrient-rich decomposed organic matter. Finished compost isn't soil, it's a soil amendment, and so it's something that you're adding to an existing soil to add life to it, to add nutrients back to an existing soil. The process of decomposition is like magic to me. All right, so what's actually happening is you've got food scraps, which are this like nitrogen-rich ingredient. You want to mix those nitrogen-rich ingredients with a carbon-rich ingredient, such as wood chips or leaves or wood shavings. But you're basically creating an ecosystem for bacteria, fungi, worms, all these other decomposers to, to thrive. You're creating a habitat for all these decomposing organisms to kind of flock to the pile and do the magic that they're kind of put on this earth to do. So us as humans, when we're creating these compost piles, like, sure, we're doing the work of mixing the ingredients, turning the piles, but what's happening at a microscopic scale is like much bigger than what we're able to do with our, with our two hands. 
and what's happening in the soil that helps create a rich environment for plants to grow is that there's this like reciprocal relationship between the roots that are growing underground to the bacteria that are eating other ingredients in the soil, excreting and creating nutrients for the roots of the plants to take up. It's this whole underground ecosystem of further resource recycling and the plants taking those resources and taking them up into the plant to grow zucchinis, to grow your tomatoes. And so adding compost to your soil is kind of creating that ecosystem of life to further support healthy plants and growing food. Recognizing from a larger systematic point of view, when food scraps or organic materials end up in a landfill and they're trapped underground and they start to decompose underground, they generate methane. And methane is a super potent greenhouse gas. So step one, we shouldn't be putting our organic waste into a landfill. Composting uses an aerobic process where you're able to take those food scraps and organic waste, make finished compost, apply that finished compost onto land or to soil and make healthy soil. And what healthy soils are really good at is sequestering or kind of capturing or holding onto that excess carbon that is in our atmosphere. Healthy soils are able to reverse the effects of climate change. Healthy soils with compost applied to them act more like a sponge and they're able to hold storm water. This is really important when it comes to uh, flooding events that we experience. Soils that aren't healthy water just kind of like runs over the surface of them and ends up in our sewers and ends up polluting our rivers and our oceans. But if a soil can absorb that water, it's better able to like prevent runoff issues and overburdened sewer systems, which is a big problem in New York City. Why aren't all food scraps being composted and helping us limit and minimize the impacts of climate change that we're having right now? I think at the root of community-based composting, is an interest and a passion and a commitment to stewardship. The application of, of compost is almost this final act of like adding life back into that soil that has been neglected, whether it was through the industrial history of New York City, of 
polluting our soils with trash and with chemicals or just the neglect of not thinking of our city as like a green space and just kind of pigeonholing it into this like urban concrete jungle. There is so much life in the city. These are our natural resources. These are these like precious pockets of green space we have in the city. Let's care for them. Let's let's give them some TLC. Our parks, lands, our street trees can really provide a ton of benefits to us. So can our soil. So for me, um, we work a lot with community gardens who are composting and host volunteer work days where we come together at these community gardens. We might do some compost application events. We will go to a block uh, in the Lower East Side and clean up the tree pits and then apply finished compost to those tree pits so we're adding nutrients back to the soil that does exist on our urban concrete sidewalks. We do these cooking with food scraps demonstrations. Carrot tops, their onion skins, other materials that might be trickier or hard to use in your cooking, but definitely have ways to be reused. Now, very basic start to any recipe. You've all probably done this many times. I think our stock is done too, so I'm gonna turn it off and I'll, I'll come, bring it over and give you all a... I like to think of our work as kind of creating these like human networks of people all coming together around this like shared passion for composting and waste reduction and community care. The work that we do much like the work of our fungal networks are doing in our compost pile, is creating a process of like reciprocity where we're taking people's food scraps, we are transforming those food scraps into a finished compost material that then is coming back to those communities and rebuilding the soils in the communities that are generating these food scraps. And so there's like a human, biological, fungal, bacterial, like we're all kind of connected in this process of composting in New York City. And I think that's just really beautiful as a way to break down these barriers of connecting with our natural world and our microbial world. It's definitely a circular process.
if you ever have a chance to turn a compost pile or get your hands in the process of food waste decomposition, go for it. It was like pure magic seeing food scraps be transformed into something totally else. The sauna scene is supported by Humanities New York, the NYU Center for the Humanities, and the NYU Graduate School of Arts and Science Music Department. Our production team is a collective of environmental humanities scholars and artists, including Elizabeth Fricke, Bailey Hilgren, Constantine Velasquez. Original music by Annie Garland, aka UCC Harlow. Mixing by Ewan Lai Tremuen. And voiceover by me, Elizabeth Geist. All proceeds from today's episode will be donated to the Lower East Side Ecology Center. If you would like to support this podcast, have an ecological story you'd like to share, or would like to learn more about the topics of today's episode, please visit our website at www.thesaunascene.com or check out our social media pages at The Saunascene. Thanks for listening. <laughs>